Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian is at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Oh, hey. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Hello. Welcome to ENN. On TWE. Ray Row. That's right. On TWE and Ray Row. Tonight's ENN, of course. Brought to you by our friends over at D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24, D'Agostino. Bite back. Now I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. I've got some big ones here. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> it was subtle. It was subtle, but I liked it. I'd like to say good evening to Michael again. People love gas. To me and Michael. Yeah. If you honestly didn't think about girls at 16 years old. I thought old. about the Yankees. <laughs> good evening to uh, our caller earlier and Don. Get your ass kicked every damn day. I love this guy. Andy. Yeah, that was Mendy. He really got after. Don loved that guy. Uh, good evening to myself. Something straight to the face. To myself again. I was deep in already by 10. And lastly, to Dove. Hachigawa. That was, that was a tough spot there in the, in the Dove phone call. Kyle Hakigawa. It's not even close. Hachigawa. I, I mean, Kyle would be upset. Kyle's a good guy. Is he? He's one of the nicest people on the team. Do you call him Higgy? No, I don't do nicknames. I call Yogi Bear Larry. I don't do nicknames. You're a liar. I did not. You never called him Larry one time. Not in one time in your life. Bucky Dent, always Russell. Russell and, and, Earl. And, and if you did it, it would be it would be offensive. It'd be fighting words, actually. If I called him Lawrence Peter Barra, that's offensive. That's no, he would take a swing at. It. It, really? Yeah. I, I can't go up to. I don't care if they bill him this way now that he's like a, you know, a, a professional. I, I can't see Triple H and call him Paul. When we had Jay-Z on center stage, I called him Sean. Sean Carter. And That's what I did. And they have not re-aired it. <laughs> they have, they've aired it plenty. I don't know that. Did you actually call him Sean, Sean. throughout the interview? Yes. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're lying. You know, it's, it's actually being disrespectful. It's like, it's like say, okay, kid, it's nice you have these little reindeer games. I'm just going to call you by your surname. But wait a minute. His shoes were called Sean Carter's. Right. S-Dot Carter's. So why don't you call him S-Dot? Right. So, so... So Muhammad Ali, you got the big, the big coup you get. Right. Early in center stage. You get the great Muhammad Ali. You're calling him Cassius Clay? Of course not. That wasn't his name. He legally changed his name. I don't, I don't so do nicknames. Sounds semantic. I wouldn't call him champ. You wouldn't, no. call, you wouldn't call anyone champ? Would you re- oh, no. But tell us the truth. My right dog, now. when I was a kid, was named champ. Are you actually, though, anti-nickname? Yeah, I hate nicknames. I, 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 like, of course I called Yogi Yogi. Never you could go. I never called Jim Cot Kitty. I feel that when well, you're seventy, silly. you shouldn't be called that, Kitty. No, but that's silly. But when the nickname becomes the name, but I never called Jay-Z. Ken Singleton singing. Well, no, no, that, that's no one silly. calls him that. But Jay Z is Jay Z. 
you almost, you know what you were saying? I'm not going to acknowledge your greatness. I'm just going to go, I'm going to walk yeah. through this interview. Listen, I know that silly name's gotten you a billion dollars, but I call you Sean. Yeah. I, I'd hope he'd smack you right in your face. You know who else would? His best friend, Andrew Gunling. He'd be disgusted by it. And then they'd like play that. a game of volleyball to celebrate. Legitimately still the greatest moment in the history of the show. So you, you don't say A-Rod? Never, ever do I call him A-Rod. Call him Alex. That's an easier, but that, that's, I, he, I, hear, I hear that. He's being that guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Because he you won't call, do it. You call Alex A-Rod? I don't call him anything. When he's on the show, what do you call him? Call, call him Alex. Alex. But, but just when you're, when you're bumming around, talk, I mean, it doesn't come up? Hey, A-Rod? What, what kind of fool would I be to call him A-Rod? Well, I, I don't know if it would make you a fool. Make you a stooge. To call him A-Rod? His name is Alex. I, I don't Tune want, in. The next K-Rod is July 2nd. I don't call it K-Rod. I call it K and Alex. <laughs> That's the, I, I refuse to call it by a nickname. Yeah. It's the K and Alex show. It's Michael K and Alex Rodriguez. On TV. Uh, let, we haven't mentioned the Giants much today. We said we were going to, and you failed us as a leader, so I'm going to pick up the slack, as I always do. Jordan Ronan had a big spot on Get Up. We call him Ronan Sentence. That's right, the Ronan Sentence. And he had some very interesting thing to say about how things are going between Saquon Barkley and the New York football giants. When I talk to people from both sides, the impression I'm coming away with is neither side is especially happy where the negotiations have gone in the past eight plus months. Now, there is hope that by the July 17th deadline that they make progress. But we have to remember the Giants have Barkley on the $10.1 million franchise tag. That's always been a plan that has been on their radar. They're not especially unhappy if that's the way they have to go in this situation now he gets specifically into what is holding up the saquon deal well saquon talked about this being about respect and he said some of the things that were out there were misleading now what he's talking about were the offers that he turned down big money and he's being greedy in this situation what he's talking about in particular is the guaranteed money right when you're franchised at 10.1 million you can get franchised again the next year at 120 percent that's 12.1 million so you're talking 22.2 million dollars over the next two years if the offer does not include that guaranteed money, it's generally an offer that the player is not going to look at favorably, that he won't even consider. So that appears to be a sticking point in this situation, is that guaranteed money. That's really all players care about when it comes to their contracts. But but the Giants have to win something on this, right? So if you're going to give him the guaranteed money that he would get if it's two franchise tags, then he had no risk at all in turning down the offer they gave him. So by turning down the offer they gave him, now you got to pay. And the payment is you're playing under the franchise tag. Now, whether or not you want to play hardball with a good guy, different story. How it affects the locker room, different story. But you played your card, you lost, and now you're going to lose money because of it. You could have had more money you turned it down because you wanted even more. So now you get $10 million. But it's 10 guaranteed? Yeah. The franchise is full guaranteed. Fully now. guaranteed. He loses me. So they're saying, but, what Jordan's saying, the number he would want over the two years would likely be $22 million guaranteed? No, that's which what the franchise tag would be. Tags. Which would be two franchise tags. So it's $10 million this year, then 110% of that, 120% of that next year. So it would be $12 million. So, so that's $22 he wants guaranteed. Why should the Giants give him $22? They don't even know if he'll play next year. They might not franchise him next so, year. So in other words, the deal, if he, if he were to get that deal, it probably it would be more than 22 but 22 guaranteed. Right. A deal for $28 million, 22 guaranteed, something like that. Right. Right. And they're saying we're not willing to do that. So, I, I mean, 
Listen, I understand why he's desperate to get the guaranteed money, right? We all saw we all know why. We all want guaranteed money. Well, not only that, his 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 football life has flashed before his eyes before. He hasn't made the money yet. Now, you why know? didn't he take the $36 million for three years? Do we know what the guarantee was there? I have no idea, but why not take it? See, that's where he loses me, that he turned him down to the buy. And that's what the Giants are probably thinking. Hey, we tried to negotiate in good faith. We didn't want to franchise you. We offered you a deal at the buy. You turned us down. Didn't really produce in the second half. Now we're going to franchise you. So, and, and why should I go back and offer you the same thing? And now you might even take that? Like, so he kind of is losing me, Peter. I do have a timeout. I want to take a 20. Oh, I like that. Go ahead. So my producer of Center Stage, when Jay-Z was a guest, was Mike Costell, who's listening to the show. Why and he it? reminded me that when Jay-Z showed up, you know, you talk to him in the green room before he comes on stage, and Mike asked him, what can Michael call you on stage? And he said, Sean. I believe that. But that's not what the story you told us. Right. But I, I wouldn't have called him Jay-Z anyway. Yeah, but we don't know that. I guess you'll never know. But you tried to I sell would, us. I, I wouldn't walk up to Triple H and say Triple H. I'd find out his real name and call him that. Well, that'd be silly. You'd be insulting him. Why? What's he his name? That. What's Paul, his name? Paul Levesque. I bet you his wife calls him Paul. Well, yeah, and, and he's professionally now called Paul. But relationships are... What you call someone is based on the relationship you have with him. I didn't call Phil Rizzuto Scooter. But called not, him Phil. But people called him Phil. A lot of people called him Scooter. But regular people would call him Phil also. No regular person who's a fan of wrestling calls Triple H Paul. Right. I do. It, it's incredibly presumptuous. I'm going to be presumptuous. You would call him... <laughs> no, I, knowing you, you'd end up saying botching and saying something awkward and call him Triple. All right. You, you, people do call him Trips. No, I wouldn't do that. You call him Trips? That's insulting. Trips. You wouldn't call him Hunter? That's what, that's what you call him. You call him Hunter. Why? Because his, his wrestling name is Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Ah, Triple H. See? You see? Now his real name is Paul Levesque, but no one knew but that until yeah, the last few years, so I wouldn't call him that. That's not who you'd be interviewing on center stage. No, you'd be interviewing Triple H, the game. That's right. The cerebral assassin. I, I wouldn't call the rock, the rock the Rock. the game. Well done, Don. Why wouldn't not? call the Rock the Rock. You'd call him, well, Rock, you can call Dwayne. Yeah. But he's different. He's changed his name to Dwayne. I, per- I personally call him Rocky. Ah, that's offensive to me. Please go on. Well, how, it's, you, you don't have a right to be offended. <laughs> I can be offended whatever I want. Whether I'm right or wrong, that's for you well, to decide. Wrong. Guys, the great national nightmare is over. What happened? It is. The Bills and Stefan Diggs have figured things out. Oh, that's good news. I know you had trouble sleeping. I want people to be happy. Well, well Sean, Jeff fans aren't happy. Sean McDermott has said he feels the situation with Diggs is resolved. And clarified that he excused Diggs from Tuesday's mandatory minicamp. Wait Why? a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It didn't sound that way yesterday. Not when his agent said he was there. McDermott said he wasn't there. He wasn't happy that he wasn't it there. It was uh, troubling. And then said he was excused? God, the players have the power, don't they? The wide receiver was present. And he participated in individual drills during mandatory minicamp today. So yesterday, McDermott said, very concerned. Very concerned. Today, all is bueno. Why would he be concerned? Very concerned about an excused absence. So guys, the NBA draft is 
right around the corner. Mm-hmm. June 22nd, to be exact. That's a week away. Um, and then free agency starts on July 1st. And the conversations have begun on the Wizards and Bradley Beal. Ah. Beal completed the first season of a five-year, $251 million contract. Um, of course. Yeah, you do the math on that. Bradley Beal is making $50 million a year. 50. 50. 5 0. Um, now he has a unique, he is the only player mm-hmm. in the league with a no trade clause negotiated into his deal, which gives him the ability to control not only possible destinations, but how a potential package to acquire Beal impacts his ability to play for a contender elsewhere. Oh, look at that. Look at the yes is showing the progression. Next year, 50.2. Then 53.7. Then 57.1. How By much does Aaron Judge make a year? 40. Nice. By the way, I, can, I need to have Bradley Beal's agent negotiate my next contract. He's a hell of a player. But those numbers look astounding when you see them. So, uh, but now the com- a couple of years ago, and when he signed that deal, he was really on some, I'm a career wizard. This is where I want to be. I wonder now if he's changed his mind. I wouldn't think this last season would have changed his mind. I don't think it's him. I, I, yeah, I, think I was going to say they want out. Yeah, they, 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 not that they want to trade him, but they're saying we're resetting here. If you want to go somewhere else, we'll, we'll entertain it. I don't think he wants to bail. Just like Damon, Dame Lillard doesn't want to bail. Right, but at a certain point, if a team's going to reset, they're giving you out of respect right. the option to move on. Right. How appealing would Bradley Beal be in New York? I, I don't think that's the need they have, is it? Or is he such an A-list player that you realign? I think they could use him for sure, and I think Miami could use him. Oh, Miami could absolutely use him. But but do you do you want to bring, bring Bradley Beal in here? Are you happy with what you have at guard? The Knicks? Yeah. I'm happy with my point guard. Right. So you bring in Bradley Beal, make him the two, right. call it a day. Yeah. You still don't solve the problem of having a bigger presence besides, you know, Randall and Mitchell Robinson. Obi Toppin. That's yeah, but, to me where Bradley I'm, Beal could be the alpha male that you need. Right. He could be the big dog late in the game. You know who's taking the shot. It's right. Bradley Beal. Right. Because right now, you're not, you don't even know who that is. In the playoffs, obviously, it doesn't feel like it's Julius Randle. I guess that guy's Brunson, but that's not supposed to be Brunson's job. Nope. And RJ has it. By the way, happy birthday, RJ Barrett. How old is he? 19? You guys know? 24. I was, I was off. 20, that's, that's what I said. 23. 23. My, I went 24 too. It feels like he should be 24. He's still only 23 years but old. But he plays today. like he's 21. Well, that's, that's, that's what it feels like. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, Don, you mentioned your boy Dagra earlier. Yes. Dan Grassa. Yes, apparently had a meltdown last had night. Had an apparent meltdown about Max Scherzer. Let's go back to last night and hear from our friend, Dan Grassa. 
Max Scherzer was given a 5-1 to one lead and in the fourth inning gives it all right back. Let me see, Max. What are you going to dive into the bag of tricks to try to fool these hitters with? Are you going to try to blow a 92-mile-an-hour fastball by them in the fourth inning? Ooh, I'm sure they're not going to be able to catch up to that. Newsflash. Guys that are in the big leagues, they can hit a fastball. And a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, I can hit. Wait, okay, so I'm not going to be able to blow one right past the hitters. Let me go to my off-speed stuff. Hmm, not when your off-speed stuff is only a few miles per hour less than what your fastball is. Who are you fooling? Didn't you learn that in Atlanta last week when they were just sitting on your breaking balls and they were hitting them out of the damn state? And remember, player option. Because a player option means the player is the one who has to decide to opt in. What idiot would not decide to... Yeah, I'll get paid $43 million. Mets are stuck with them. Oh you know what? That, to me, that's a very... Don's irrational when he screams. Dan had real points to make. Yeah, he, he thought about that. He thought about that. Don screams without any thought. That's not true at all. I, just just last, just this week, Bob Costas said he, he loves a good Don, a good Don McGregor rant and because Barrett of took it out and made a big story out of it. Right. And awful announcing did the same thing and didn't include my name. Oh, no. Wait, what do you mean? They picked up when Don, whenever Bob's on, we get publicity. Yeah, it's publicity. Wait, so what did they say about Bob for awful just announcing? Just that he did all the things about he hates people that just has those hot takes, no, no credibility, and how opposite of what Michael said, my points have credibility. Oh, you know I'm kidding. I love. I don't your know stuff. what you are anymore. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but awful announcing left you out, huh? Well, yeah, just well, they, they, it was. They, they just did treetops on the whole thing. Oh, well, listen, if you want to, if you want to get press, you got to start making up aggressive things, right. ad hominem attacks where you insult the players, right? Call them nasty names. Seem like you're out of control and wacky, a wacky shock jock. That'll get you the write-ups you're looking for. Uh-huh. You know, some of the things that have been said about players lately are yeah. in our medium. I've heard that. If if you ever had the chance, you wouldn't have enough hair on your sack to say it to that person's face. Everything we say here, I'd say right to the person's well, face. Well, because we don't, we don't go attacking the human being. Well, that's why I try, in my, in my mind, even during my rants, when I'm irrational and making no sense, as Michael just pointed well, out you earlier. You know I love you. Would I say any of this to the person if you were standing in front of me? Right. And if I wouldn't, then I wouldn't want to say it on the air. Because you're not a fraud. Because you want to go into that room. Like, that's what I think about. Would I be able to say something about the Mets or the Giants or the Rangers or whoever, and then the next day be able to go in the room before a game or after a game and face those individuals? And, I, and that, that's, the, that's the credibility you have to have. See, but the, the difference with the way our business is going, though, and this isn't, this isn't a knock, it's the truth. You are now employing legitimate fans, not legitimate journalists. So fans will say that about a player. So that, now that you're on the air and you have this, you have this portal, that's, but, you'll say exactly. I, I, I was brought in as a journalist. I could never say that. But it, I would never write that. But it's not really about journalism. It's just about the respect of if you're going to call somebody names, why are you hiding behind a microphone if you wouldn't say it to their face? All right? Is that the whole idea? Like, so if, so if you know, uh, Anthony was able to get that player on the next day, would I just claim I didn't say it? Would I hide behind it or, or claim that it was somebody else or I apologize? One of the biggest shows in our medium ever. That they would say stuff about people and the people would come on and would never be broached. Really? Oh yeah. 
Well, then I think you lose credibility. No, I, they did okay. No, but everybody does okay. The only one I'm feeling bad about with my... I'm thinking about myself. Like what I say to J.J. Redick... You make me the sight of you makes me sick. Right, I would because I hate Duke and everyone knows that. There's video proof. Why would I not say it to him? I think he'd understand. I have been critical, not in a personal attack way. I have been very critical of Kayvon Thibodeau. Don't know how comfortable I'd be saying it to his face. I'm just being honest. Right, he's a gigantic man. He could squash me like a bug. Yeah, but you didn't call him a piece of crap. I would not do that because I'm not a bad guy. Right. I hear what you're saying. Did you uh, see Bobby Marks' um, yeah, hypothetical trade for Beal, Peter? Go ahead. Fournier, Robinson, Rose, just because of the expiring contract. Um, 2024 Wizards first rounder, which the Knicks own, and a 2025 first round top 14 protected pick. Now, wait, wait, so two first-round picks? Yeah, yeah but, but one, one of them was one actually the, owned by the Wizards. And, and it's an extra. Right. Okay. So you're doing that. You're taking on Evan Fournier, zero. The only good player you're getting is Mitchell Robinson. Derrick Rose didn't play. Everybody went, well, why didn't the Knicks just release Derrick Rose? For this reason. Because you could use that salary to match up for a higher I salary. I don't see what Washington's getting. Then Washington would be... Would be out of their mind to make They're that getting, so As valuable as Mitchell Robinson is, you're not giving up Bradley Beal for Mitchell Robinson. So they'd be getting, they'd be getting two first-round picks in Mitchell Robinson. Right. But one of the, the first-round picks would be protected. Right. Up to 14. Up to 14. So you're not really getting very much. Now you're getting out from the money that you have to pay them. You would have to imagine. But you're taking on the money of Fournier and, and, and Robinson. How much? And that's the same. Uh, and Rose. If you add them up. Yeah, because that's so you're not even getting out from behind the the Beal money. No, you can't get out from because you don't want to get out from behind it because then you can spend it on something else. If you just get out from behind it, that money is lost off the cap. The way it works, you want to bring money back. So let's say if you release a Derrick Rose, that money could still be spent. There has to be. I'm sorry, I would have to imagine, guys. There's going to be a better offer on the table than that. I, I don't think that's enough to get it done. Uh, let's hear from Brian Windhorst on that very subject. I just think over the last three or four years when we've heard Bradley Beal rumors, I don't think they've ever been super legitimate. But I do think right now, before the draft, if they're going to do it, it would be now. And I think that the heat would be at the front of it. And I'm going to tell you, if Bradley Beal gets traded between now and next Thursday, I think people are going to be very surprised at the price Mm. and how potentially low it's going to be. Mm. Because his contract is not attractive, especially going forward, what it would mean to have a $50 million player on your team that may not be you know a first or second all nba type player and that's if i'm not saying they're going to now one thing that the knicks don't get enough credit for they have managed their cap beautifully they've got a lot of maneuverability they can make a trade like this and take on a 50 million dollar deal and they have so much draft capital that they can make this trade as well they have collected collateral and they could use it in the big deal they are they are poised to make this sort of deal if, if the knicks were to look let's suppose Bobby Marks's suggestion is right, and Winhorse's thoughts on the deal are right, and they could make that deal. And and with only losing those players, the Knicks were to add Bradley Beal. How much do you think they improve next year? I think they'd Im- uh, improve a lot. I mean, obviously, losing Robinson yeah. would be big, but they didn't play Fournier, they didn't play Rose, so the, and Nothing. the two first-round draft picks are air until they're selected. But what does that do to? 
Because in 26-27, he's going to be 32, 33 years old. You're paying him over $57 million. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know what? People still want Damian Lillard, and he's 35. Yeah, but he's not making that much money. Yeah, he's making a lot of money. He's making that much money. He's making a, a truckload of money. The Oakland Athletics got a 2-1 home win. Seven wins in a row. That's seven straight, and it was in front of their largest home crowd of the season. More than triple the team's home average of 8,000. This was a long-planned event intended to fill the stadium and prove their worth. Let's let's hear the audio from Oakland last night. He's swinging a fair ball inside the third baseline, and Siri's going to turn and make his way to second, and he has notions about third. He'll put the brakes on as Seth gets it back in. We heard the uh, crowd go silent and now getting very loud at the Coliseum. Rays try to open the scoring, and... Uh, the pitch calm because of the crowd and you now time is called things have gotten loud here and this is certainly a new experience in 2023 at the coliseum and if you're going to use the technology you got to make sure it works right i mean pretty significant time may have caught hogan by surprise see i like what they did they got really quiet so then it made the sound sound even louder and one thing and i said this before a, a fan base and a city should not lose a team just because you can't come to an agreement on a new ballpark. Those fans deserve to have a team. They did not under-support the team. They've had great crowds when the team was great. It's an awful stadium, but this owner could not come to an agreement with the city of Oakland, and they're losing a team, and it's unfair to the fans. And I think the fans did a smart thing to show, you know what, it's not us, it's him. Yeah, really a bummer. Really a bummer for the city of Oakland, who's had a, just tough luck when it comes to keeping a team in that town. That'll do it for ENN, presented by D'Agostino and Associates. The injury firm, almost 35 years, getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon, starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.